This is HPR episode 2006 entitled Basic Audio Production, Compression, and is part of the series Podcasting How To. It is hosted by Nacho Jordi and is about 32 minutes long. The summary is yet another explanation of sound compression in a DAW. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is Nacho Jordi for Hacker Public Radio, and today I want to discuss a, a few basic audio production techniques. The, today's episode will be focused on compression, but first of all, I'd like to tell what's the rationale behind this series of podcasts. Maybe you think it's uh, too specialized an issue to discuss in Hacker Public Radio, but I think everybody could benefit from knowing the basics of audio production, if if only as as a as an item of general culture, because a lot of what passes as music out there, sadly, uh, is like a joke in in my view. It's I, I, some, some undocumented people you see out there that listen to stuff that could be done in, like in five minutes with audacity, if you only have the notions of what a sampling is. And I think if, if this kind of knowledge were more, more mainstream, people would not get, would not be so fooled because it's not a, a matter of taste of, of the, musical genre you like it's about stuff well done or stuff that is marketed as good and is just a, a sonic piece of crap so i thought I, I would try to make my part in in the demystifying these concepts which are not uh, that complex and uh, a lot of people sadly is He's a bit afraid of the of the world of music in and music creation and music composition, in spite of the technical advantages of our age, just because there's like an an aura of of complexity or technicality, and uh, that's not that big of a deal. If if I can understand this stuff, anyone can do it, really. And uh, at the very List uh, some if if you're listening to this, obviously you have some degree of interest in podcasts. So I think uh, these audio notions can be of use to any to anyone. Other other of my motivations to 
to speak about this is that the best way to learn something is to to teach it i i still struggle with this kind of audio production notions especially when i'm producing my own stuff because it's difficult i mean uh, mostly when i record my music it's difficult to keep your keep the perspective when you're both composing the music and performing and and also uh, doing the production is difficult to keep the perspective and um, yeah like i say the best way to learn is to teach so going through the discipline of explaining these these concepts will also benefit me i'm not the most uh, savvy person about this stuff i still struggle with it sometimes like i said and i'm not either the person that is going that is going to provide the the best explanation but i i know there's a gazillion tutorials that explain these concepts out there but i think it's it's always good to hear stuff in a different way some sometimes it's a learning strategy that i use quite often it's for example when i want to learn about a certain concept or a certain idea uh, something i do is looking for it in in youtube and then watching like i don't know five six eight videos of different people explaining the same thing because each of them is going to do it in their own terms and sometimes uh, the the teaching style of one of them can connect with you more than other or simply one of those persons maybe uses an an image a metaphor that that connects with you and the that the learning experience happens so i'm going to make my contributions and people will will find my my summary is awful and other will maybe get some takeaway and uh, the main like i said the uh, this i intend to cover the the basic the basic uh, audio production techniques which are are not in in the end the uh, the main tools you use to to beautify sound are are like three or four main techniques and no more you don't you don't most of the times you can like ninety percent of the time you can get away with that stuff provided that the source the sound you've recorded is of good quality that's something that all the professionals uh, stress uh, a lot the better is the recording quality the quality of the source the less troubles and the less um, tweaking around you're going to have to do with the sound but the the basic basic techniques you can apply to a sound there the, the basics would be equalization or eq compression uh, reverb and normalization mm, that's the the main then the, you have a uh, more specialized stuff uh, like in effects like distortion for example you can apply to a guitar track or a voice 
a vocal track to give it more presence. Uh, well, the effects are endless, but like I say, the the main trimming and beautifying of a sound, you can do it with these basic techniques, equalization, compression, reverb, and normalization. Today I, I'm going to focus on, on compression. So, basic uh, digital editing of audio is done with um, uh, usually with a program, a kind of programs called digital audio workstations or DAW, those for for short. The, those DAWs, uh, what the usual way they work, most of them or all of them probably, is that they create a visual representation of the sound waves, which once with that representation of sound you can manipulate the sound and and change stuff and the the usual cut and paste and other mo modifications in in the world of linux the main dos you can find are um, ardor and audacity perhaps uh, and also others if you, like lmms which is more focused on electronic music and also Rose Garden I that that one I haven't I'm not so familiar with it but I I've heard a lot of good things about it but I think it's no longer maintained but it's, it's still available in for download so maybe it's also interesting for some of you but uh, yeah the main contenders would be perhaps uh, Ardor and Audacity uh, what's the main difference between those doors? Uh, probably, of course, each of them have their, their own navigation systems and user interfaces, but the main difference in, 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 in the regard of functionality is that um, our door allows changing parameters live. Uh, I mean, as while you are listening to the sound you can turn a knob and uh, check out as as you're listening to the stuff how how does it work while uh, audacity um applies uh, its different effects uh, through you cannot do it while you're listening to the sound. You have to apply the effect. There appears a process bar, and uh, then you can see the. You can listen to the result, and uh, usually, if you if you don't like it, you have to undo it and try different parameters. Uh, Audacity is is very useful for simple audio projects that require only one or two tracks. For example, this podcast I recorded in Audacity. Ardor would probably be overkill. And Ardor is better uh, is, uh, for for full-fledged audio projects. Like when you're doing a song, uh, you can easily end up having like 30 tracks or 100 tracks or whatever. The RAM memory is, is, and your patience is the limit. 
so those are the main doors in, in Linux and uh, what what can you do to sound with with one of these doors well you can do the basic techniques I've mentioned before and today I'm I'm focusing like I said in compression which is a, a very misunderstood technique uh, to to describe it in short, what compression compression is um, something you do to the volume of a sound, with the intention to make it more clear, pleasant, 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 or uh, or to make to even out the volume in in different sections of of a of a track. Mm. The 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 volume is in a, in a, in a door is represented as is um, is shown in the in the height that the the waveform the graphical representation of the waveform shows. So high high volume means a high waveforms and. Uh, Low volume means the uh, smaller heights. Mm, the waveform in most of those looks like some kind of a fishbone. It's like symmetrical. And uh, like I say, the higher the peaks in the image, the higher is the the volume. When the when the volume of a of a recording is very very even out. Uh, usually the the spikes of the of the fishbone will be buried together and it looks like more like a tube uh, that that's the 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 graphical representation of volume as the other aspect of sound that is important is would be perhaps the the pitch higher or low pitch and um, that is represented by the extension of those peaks. Um, low pitch sounds uh, are are take longer to 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 extend to to produce themselves. So they 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 take longer space in the horizontal axis while high pitch um, sounds on the contrary take a very short space to 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 evolve but this time we're focusing on volume so we it's something that you can appreciate in the vertical dimension of the of the waveform and what with compression, what we are going to do is like even out those those the spikes of the sound and even out, therefore the 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 difference between the the higher and the lower volume sections of a sound. And why why is that important? Um, because uh, our ear recognizes uh, volume changes as relative changes. For example, if you have a song when you have where you have a, a splash 
drums, crash sound, and you want it to be impressive, impressive. The best way to to achieve that is making sure that 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 splash is preceded by a very quiet part. Mm, there, there's a certain controversy controversy now in in sound production production called the uh, the loudness wars because um, a lot of music producers uh, have for some reason the wrong idea of of making everything loud as loud as as possible um and all you, all you get with that is that the by the way in, by the way in, we, in which we perceive sound if everything is loud um there comes a point where, where you your ear gets numb and uh, you just get uh, ear fatigue so the controversy was very this controversy for example had a, a very high agitated debate uh, around Metallica's latest album and also Black Sabbath's latest album have been very criticized for, for that because it's it's a wrong idea. You need contrast like in every art. Otherwise you, you your your senses get get numb, they they look out. But when so we need we need a certain differences between high volume and low volume. But if 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 that uh, differences are too extreme, in within the same audio clip, it can hurt your ears. So uh, we we need to even out things uh, uh, a little, and that's what compression does. Again, thinking of the graphical of the graphical representation of sound, it's like if we took a spatula and squashed the higher peaks. So they are not so prominent, so they are closer to the lower peaks. That way we reduce the, the difference between high volume fragments and low volume fragments. That difference is called dynamic range of the, of the sound. And we, we avoid that disgusting effect when there's too much variation. It, the, the audio clip is difficult to, to listen to. Uh, so, how can we manipulate the sound with compression? What are the tools available uh, in our spatula of sound? Uh, well, depending on how what this, the shape of the sound clipping we are working on, depending on the shape of the spikes of the fishbone, you'll need to modify the compression parameters in a different way. Something that, that that helps me as a rule of thumb to understand compression. It's it's seeing the the compression parameters as something you do to the sound, mm, and you you understand this a bit better later. Uh, for a, for a long time, I, I I saw compression parameters as something you measured on on the sound, as something you gouged. And calibrated in the in the sound, 
but it's not it's not a way, good way of a, a good mental model the, the good mental model is uh, you have a sound and you are doing stuff to to it so the first parameter and most uh, straightforward that you can apply in in compression is the threshold. Uh, you set a level of decibels, which is the unit of measure of volume, decibels, and then, and then say, okay, beyond this level, we consider the volume is going too far, so we are going to start to 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 stop it, to stop the the compression will start to to act upon the sound from this from this level on. When the sound reaches, when the peak get, gets this height or higher, we're going to to hey to stop it. So we we set a line. It's a threshold. That, that's only you can you can get a lot of of differences and uh, just by trying different threshold levels. Then another parameter would be the attack. Uh, attack is measured in milliseconds, is and is the time the the compression takes to to start. Once the sound has crossed the line, the threshold. Okay. And how long are we going to take to react to that? How long before we attack the sound? No, there's, that's the, what I, what I mentioned before. We are attacking the sound. So it's going to, the volume has gone too far. Whoa, then we were, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop it, stop it. And we don't let the volume go as, as high as it would if we weren't intervening. So with attack, we, we tell it, okay, when, when, the volume crosses the line. Wait a, a certain number of milliseconds and then re reduce the reduce that that volume. Make the make the growth of the volume less prominent. Um, why can be, this be useful? Why do we sometimes want to wait before applying the attack? Depending on in, in musical production, depending on the song we're working on, we sometimes want to like to create a certain accent. And uh, the sound waves, uh, in the moment they start, uh, there, there's a section of them that is called the transients, which is the, the, the most powerful and the, the biggest accent lies. And uh, sometimes we, we want that part to pass through but then cut it down before it's like I said it can become too much volume can become painful so for example for example when you're working on a drum on a drum track it's very very often we, we want the, the first the tiny first part of the drum hit we want that part to come across so we get the the rhythm, uh, the rhythmical hit, but then we want we want it to not to to be too noisy after after the initial hit. In, in that case, we we would set a short attack time 
uh, just just a small window where, where we let the, those milliseconds of the first hit boom come across but but then we, um, we take we want to take it out of the sonic space for example to make room for other musical instruments to get more more protagonism so another parameter that you can use is the release which is the opposite to attack it's also measured in milliseconds and um is it works the the other way around when when the sound that that had crossed our threshold our 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 line of volume acceptable when the sound uh, goes uh, below the threshold how long are we going to take to to stop uh, applying our our correction So, do we stop uh, stressing the sound right away or, or let it continue compressed even though the volume is not that high anymore? This other parameter, I have to admit that it, I, I still don't um, understand it. It's the, it's the, of, it's the, the parameter that I have more difficulties with. Um, uh, a possible case use, for example, is for in, in again in music production production. If you have a, a an acoustic guitar, for example, where you don't want to the difference of sounds to be too accentuated, you you don't want to to reduce the compression quickly because it would sound un unnatural it won't it wouldn't sound guitar like um, in other in other musical genres for example in electronic music eh, there's no you don't have to try to sound natural because everything is electronic everything is artificial digital sound so it's different and, and also another thing with with this release is a eh, in, in certain kind of sounds, I think in the low, the low low pitch sounds, as like I said, low pitch sounds, uh, it take take longer to to evolve. So if you in a low low pitch sound you reduce the release too quickly, the sound can distort. So there you would need a slower release. For example, if you are playing compression to a a bass bass guitar. The chances are probably you will use a slow release to avoid distortion. But my understanding of this parameter is very limited, so so I'm sorry if if I wasn't hundred percent exact exact in something in this parameter. And then uh, finally, another important parameter you can play with is the ratio. The ratio means a uh, how how much are we going to to modify the volume when once the compression starts in what measure are we going to to slow it down to to reduce the the 
the volume to hold its horses. Mm, the ratio, the measure of ratio is a fraction, a proportion. Uh, usually, it's like uh, one to ten, or expressed as a one one to ten, or or ten to one, or one to seven, or seven to one, depending of the dough. And it just means uh, the, it's like saying the dough. Okay, from now on we're going like to apply a tax to the volume that, that comes in. So, if if the sound wants to to grow one decibel, it has to give me seven decibels. So that would be a, a compression ratio of one seven. That's a, a pretty pretty hard compression parameters as, as you can imagine uh, the sound has to get very 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 loud because before it, it actually gets loud when the compression allows it to to get louder so that's another parameter that that's important that and you can you can play for example with the threshold and, and ratio ratio values you get a lot of possibilities that you know, of course, a, a theoretical explanation is limited. You have to play with it and, and get a feeling for how everything sounds. Because, for example, you can you can choose to to set a low threshold. Most most of the sound is going to be compressed, but give it a a, a, a lower ratio. Like okay, so most of the sound is going to be affected, but not but the the way we affect the sound is not very, um, very acute, uh, acute. Or you can do it on uh, depending on the sound you're working with. You can, you can do the opposite. You can set a very high threshold, so the compression will will only start when the decibel level is very high. But then, um, how much? Once once it reaches that that threshold, how much you want the what we want the compression to do? You want to squash the volume and don't let it go almost any any higher, or are you going to be more gentle? It depends on a lot of of factors and uh, and what you're trying to do. Is it music production, or is it uh, even out uh, some human voice for a podcast? And uh, also, uh, in a, in addition to knowing the techniques, it's important, but it's always good to to remark that you have to use your your ears. That's the first rule. Of course, it, it helps knowing how the tools work. Will is going to help your ears, but but remember that uh, the fact that a doe makes a creates a graphic representation of a of a sound doesn't mean that you you mix a sound with with your eyes. You 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 have to use your ears. And uh, no no rule is as good as what you're going to hear. And and once you get a feeling for it, you probably will. All all these rules and parameters will become unconscious. But it's it's good to. To, to know them like like I say I'm I'm still learning about it and I 
probably than a few hundred of hours of compression and, and still. I'm not the, the best uh, gifted person at this stuff, but I, I like to see I'm improving and I also still on the other side surprise myself by finding things, effects that I cannot understand what happened considering a certain parameters were going to have a certain effect and then finding the I didn't have a clue so I don't know if it's me or it's that the world of sounds has something about it and it's strange uh, it, it keeps you coming for more and uh, I don't know, it's very interesting and it's wonderful this this age of ours that has allowed people to to this range of possibilities of the things you can do with sound and it's it's great. So yeah, that's all I have for you today. I hope this primer on compression can have been uh, useful for some of you. Thank you and uh, for listening and have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hekka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.